you're listening to the NASCAR Vanilla Wafer Podcast presented by Tyler Villanueva. And here's your host for today's episode. What is up guys? Hope you're all doing well. We just got done with race number two of the new iRacing League with uh, plenty of action, a lot of passing, and probably new ranking changes with Timmy Hill being the winner of the race at Texas Motor Speedway. Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. Still a little bit under the weather here. Um, hopefully I get a little bit better. I spent most of the day in bed. Thank goodness I can tune in and watch the race on both eNASCAR Live for the qualifier race as well as Fox Sports to be able to watch the iRacing event. So that was mostly my day. And you know, with all the things going on now, and especially with a lot of drivers that missed it, I think the real question that's going to be on everyone's mind when all this is said and done is what is going to happen more in a per mile radius area are we going to have more babies at the end of the year are we going to have more divorces compared to how many drivers miss the race now i don't know about you but seeing all the stupid posts that people have been posting about uh, people just fighting over the most ridiculous things i guess when you're around someone for too much even the smallest things drive you nuts I think we're going to, have to see more divorces per mile radius than we did drivers who miss the main race in the qualifier race. And that's what we're going to start off with first. Um, my four picks were Ty Majeski, Chase Briscoe, Anthony Alfredo, and Harrison Burton. Now, I had two of them right and two of them wrong. One of them was horribly wrong. I, I thought Harrison Burton was going to be there near the front. And I did not know how great Alex LeBay was in iRacing. I know that I called him Alex uh, Labby in the uh, first episode, and I do apologize for that, but Alex LeBay was phenomenal um, in that qualifier race, and so was Majeski and Anthony Alfredo. Chase Briscoe, he was going to be able to make it, but unfortunately, um, well, no guarantee, but he got taken out in the middle of the race, and unfortunately, since it was a 30-lap race with no caution, his day was done. So he unfortunately missed it. But the other driver who made it in that actually really, really surprised me was Ruben Garcia. I haven't even heard of this driver, and he races in the Arca Series, but he's gotten a lot of practice on iRacing, and he definitely showed off his skills. He was able to hold off Jeb Burton in the 08, who just missed the race, as well as Brandon Poole. Uh, so unfortunate for Brandon Poole. I mean, he has his, uh, he's running for the Rookie of the Year. He's running full-time in the NASCAR Cup Series, but he can't even get a starting spot in the iRacing League. That is a real big bummer, but... Uh, it was a. If you guys weren't able to tune into that, they're probably going to show it once again next Sunday when they go to Bristol, which I can't wait for that race. That race is going to be awesome with these um, iRacing drivers. Make sure to tune in to enascar.com slash live, and they will have a recording of the qualifier race. I was able to tune in at 930 because I'm on the West Coast, and once I got done with that, I immediately ran into my living room to watch the main race. And speaking of the main race, Timmy Hill in business management motorsports number 66 roofing claims machine was able to get the win for toyota uh, just a little known fact he was the top running toyota the entire race except for one point with parker Kligerman. and the closest um, toyota to finish 
Duham was Parker Kligerman, the number 77, in 12th. So he was the Toyota top performer by far. He was able to run the race after a bump and run with William Byron, which I do not condone at all. I thought my man was finally going to get his first win in this league as well as the NASCAR Cup Series. But son of a bitch, he got taken out uh, in a bump and run, and I'm pissed. I'm really pissed. I can't really show it in my voice because um, I don't have too much power in my voice right now. But William Byron finished the seventh. I was actually really proud of. I'm really happy with that because he was able to lead 80 laps. He did show his talent with the late cautions that everyone knew was going to happen. I mean, no surprise there. Uh, with Daniel Suarez, who caused the caution, that was the... I do believe third caution back in lap 96, which bunched everyone together as well as the big wreck on lap 122 and 115. And we will go through all of that, but let's go through the final results here of the second race at the O'Reilly Auto Parts 125. Well, actually, it was the 129 due to the overtime at Virtual Texas Motor Speedway today. Of course, just like we talked about, Timmy Hill in number 66, he is your winner. Finishing second was Ryan Priest in the number 37, Garrett Smithley in the number 51 third, fourth place was Landon Castle in the number 89, fifth place number 88 of Alex Bowman, Dale Earnhardt Jr. racks up a top 10 in sixth place in the number 8 Hellsman machine, finishing seventh, my boy William Byron in the number 24, John Hunter Nemechek, the rookie, finishes eighth in the number 38. In the ninth position was Kyle Larson in the number 42, and his partner rounds up the top 10, which was Kurt Busch in the number 1. Outside the top 10 was the number 14 of Clint Boyer. You also had Parker Kligerman in the number 77. Bobby Labonte in the number 19 finishes 13th. And 14th was the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Finishing 15th was Matty Bandetto in the number 21. Finishing 16th was Ty Dillon in the number 13th. Behind him, Kyle Busch in the number 18, finishing 17th. And then in 18th, number 17 of Chris Busher. Then he had Jimmy Johnson in the number 48, finished 19th. And rounding out the field was Chase Elliott in the, in the top 20, finishing 20th. And then the last car on the lead lap was Eric Jones, finishing 21st in the number 20 machine. Ross Chastain in the number 6, 22nd. 23rd was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the 47. Denny Hamlin, number 11, finishes 24th. 25th was Bubba Wallace in the number 43. Cars multiple laps down, two laps and above. Alex LeBay in the number 90 finishes 26th. Ryan Blaney in the number 20, or excuse me, in the number 12 finishes 27th. 28th was the number 31 machine of Tyler Reddick. 29th, the number 3 of Austin Dillon. And rounding out the top 30 was Ty Majeski in the number 45 finishing 30th. Eight laps down. And then the rest of the field, Ruben Garcia Jr. in the number 27 finishes 31st. 32nd was Greg Biffle in the number 16. Welcome back to the Cup Series. Uh, wish you had a came. <laughs> and then Daniel Suarez disqualified in that number 96 machine, finishing 33rd. That's a bum in NASCAR. He tried to take out Ty Dillon, and he failed epically where the announcers even made fun of him. So, uh Congratulations, Daniel Suarez. You're showing Gaunt Brothers proud. Then he had Christopher Bell in the number 95. He disconnected after being 42 laps down. And then rounding out the field, Anthony Alfredo. He finished 35th, 91 laps down. That is your race results for this week at the Virtual Texas Motor Speedway O'Reilly Parts 125. Now, there was a lot of action, and... And not nearly as much compared to Homestead as most of the cars um, 
or all the drivers were told that this week they would not have two full restarts like they did at Homestead. There would only be one, and I, I really think that was the best call on their part because the they weren't out of control. They weren't um, taking such uh, risky moves where you knew someone was going to wreck. They actually raced fairly clean. Uh, not counting Daniel Suarez, everyone was racing really well. And the first caution did not happen until lap 27 when there was um, a minor mishap with uh, Dylan, Christopher Bell, and Michael McDowell. However, right beforehand, I do not understand why they didn't throw the caution because there was a huge wreck with Busher, Kyle Busch, Planey, and others, including Clint Boyer. I mean, that wreck was unbelievable, but... I think they were trying to um, make sure that people saw the incident live, and so they didn't throw out the caution there was um, that was during commercial break. So I'm not too sure on that one. I wasn't really too happy with them on, on that, but they did get a caution later, and that happened around lap 27. Lap 38, there we had our second caution with Alfredo getting taken out by, I do believe it was Benedetto. He had a huge uh, hit right there, and that's what basically took him out of the race. And then on lap 73, there was no caution, but Dale Earnhardt Jr., he got some damage, ran into the wall on the exit of turn number four. I thought his day was done, but as you can see in the final results, he was able to turn around, finishing in the sixth position. He was taking a lot of strategies, staying out with that damaged car, and that's probably what got him to finish in that sixth position. So good strategy on him, uh, able to crank that car around with that much damage. He did not get a caution from that, but there was also a lot of, we were able to see our first green flag pit stops, and we noticed people were having some problems problems on pit road, and we haven't really seen that yet. I mean, drivers like John Hunter Nemechek had problems, Alex LeBay had problems, and it's quite interesting to see that. You don't hardly ever see that in the main series you see like one car every single like once every 10 races spin out entering pit road but it, it adds a new challenge with the one cleanup that maybe green flag pit stops will be in effect and i think the racing was more exciting with that and besides with a caution every single six laps or 10 laps so again really really good idea by iRacing to lower that down to one the guy that beat the whole race was William Byron. I mean, he was up front most of the time. He led the first 20 laps, and then he led most of the middle of the race. And then you had um, Ryan Priest also lead quite a few. And John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter Nemechek really did impress me. I did not think that he was going to be a front runner at all. And then I saw him qualify up front. I was like, impressive, very impressive. But he definitely shows he has a lot of talent. And he stayed up in the top 10 for, mo for the most part of the race. So good for him. And Ryan Priest, too. I had him actually outside my ranking system. I was thinking about ranking him eighth. Obviously, no one's going to believe me on that one. But I, I wanted to put him in the top ten, but I didn't really feel like he was a top runner. And this race, he proved me wrong with that spectacular save at the end of the race where he spun out on the front straightaway, ran across the grass, and then was able to save it. I mean, he did a phenomenal job the entire Texas race, so when we redo the rankings, he'll definitely be up there, as well as Kligerman and maybe uh, Landon Castle. I think Landon Castle deserves a spot. With Starcom racing number 89, he kept his nose clean, and he stayed in that top 10 for the most part, so there was a lot of good racing by those guys. Then in lap 109, we had the caution that I talked about, Daniel Suarez. It looked like he spun out, spun out by himself, but he may have had some help with Ty Dillon. They didn't really show that. All I saw was him attempting the wreck number 13 car. And that's when we got our first big wreck. Um, and 
since the first incident on lap 24 with Clint Boyer, Greg Biffle, Ty Dillon, Ty Majeski, Matty Bandetto, and Jimmy Johnson. That took out uh, Ty Majeski's chances. Even though he was started in the back, he didn't even get a qualifying lap. He was able to push his way all the way up to the front. He is phenomenal with this iRacing program. I'm very impressed by him. And he had the best winning odds, and he wasn't even technically um, a for sure qualify in to the main race. So it definitely shows how much talent he has. He more than likely will get a victory when this is all said and done in this league, even though there's only just a couple races. I'm pretty sure he can at least pull off one win. Got into a little bit of trouble near the end of the race, but I think he's going to have a good chance. And then Bobby Labonte, even though he finished um, in the top 15, he did have an, some problems on the restart, and that's what really – um, threw him back there, but he was near the front. He was doing really good in that number 19 machine. I've been very impressed by him. Finishes 13th overall, but if he's able to keep his nose clean, especially at the end of the race, we'll see him probably getting a top five finish when this is all said and done. My guess would probably be if I had to be a betting man, maybe Richmond. I don't know why Richmond is really reaching out to me. I don't think he's really had much success there as he is a Texas native with uh, Terry Labonte. So that's my bet. I'm probably going to be wrong on that one. But you know what? I threw a race out there. Let's see how good I am on that. And, oh, I forgot. There was one more caution where um, the leaders got into an accident, and that was Priest, Kligerman, Labby, and Byron. Now, that's what Labby in the number 90 machine, that's why he got a couple laps down. That was his second accident he was a part of. Since there's only one restart on here now, that basically took him out of the race, which is a bit of a bummer. I mean, he was doing a really good job, and unfortunately to be – uh, taken out especially running in the front once again is a real heartbreaker for him but if he runs the same way at bristol or richmond like he did in this race he i have no doubt in my mind he's going to be able to make these races but there's been a lot that i've been trying to make it in i mean look at chase briscoe i had him ranked fifth and he didn't even make the race so you're not guaranteed to make those races even if you're really good on iRacing, you can have one mistake and someone bump you out of the way, and that's it. Your day's done if they keep doing the 30-lap no caution, which I think is the right thing for them to do because they're on a time crunch, especially there in the early morning when they got in, when they got to get their live results of the main race sent out before 1 o'clock Eastern time. They, they got no choice. They got to make sure that those guys are done at a certain time and putting the no cautions on there kind of secures that chance. As you can see, mostly not too much uh, luck for anybody who raced in to the qualifier race. Alex Labby was the top driver, finishing 26th. Majeski 30th, 31st was Ruben, and 35th was Anthony Alfredo. I really think with those uh, extra 30 laps and all that pressure that they're getting putting on, they are definitely a little bit more um, exhausted than these other drivers. I'm not saying like G-Force or anything, but all that focus they're putting into that first race and then having to transfer that over to this one definitely adds a lot more pressure to them. As far as the top rookie um, goes, I think I'm going to give it to John Hunter Nemechek without a doubt. He was definitely the top rookie out of anybody. The worst rookie that I saw, maybe Tyler Reddick or Chris, actually no, Christopher Bell, this is his second accident in a row and he's just not really just showing it. He's been having a lot of problems this year and it's been kind of a bummer, not just with iRacing, but 
with um, the main races as well. With the first four races, he just got into like an accident. It was always finishing near the back. And this driver's been phenomenal. Don't say he's not a bad driver because he's not. He kicked ass in the truck series, kicked ass in the Xfinity series. And now he's kind of just struggling really hard. But so did William Byron. William Byron did struggle his rookie year, so I'm not too discouraged yet, but he's just having some bad luck. He's not able to finish these races, so we shall see in the future. And as far as rankings go, like I said, we will talk about that a little bit later, but Timmy Hill definitely deserves the top spot. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to get the top spot after we do, well, this is all said and done. And as far as being the second ranked, I think we got to get it to Garrett Smithley now. Uh, Garrett Smithley has shown that he is one of the top iRacing competitors. Uh, did not lead a lap in this race, which um, is kind of surprising. I could have sworn he did, but I wrote all the notes down, and he didn't, but Chase Elliott and maybe even Denny Hamlin did, as well as Michael McDowell. So a little bit bummer for him, but he still gets a top three. I'm pretty sure he's not mad about that at all. And then Landon Castle, I again, another guy that needs to be moved up, but we'll go more into that. But that is mostly the results here for the iRacing Texas race. I hope that uh, when this is all said and done, drivers like that get more of an opportunity because Timmy Hill with Business Management Motorsports, that's Carl Long's team. And like I said, they're running equipment that's five years old, like racing equipment that first came out when the Gen 6 came out. So they're a really, really underfunded team. And they got talent. I mean, they've been able, they raced their way into the Daytona 500. They made every single race so far. But they just don't have top equipment. And I hope, like, their sponsors, now they're getting a lot of viewership, especially being up front, as well as Garrett Smithley. Hopefully they can have some sponsors really look at them and say, hey, these guys need an opportunity. Maybe Rick Rear Racing, this, this is something that they can really capitalize on. And Garrett Smithley, every single race so far, he's beaten Kyle Busch. So he does have a lot of talent in certain areas. Kyle Busch finally finds something that he's not talented in. And um, I, the only reason I bring that up is because of the Las Vegas incident with him and Smithley. Uh, when he said uh, this guy has no talent, he hasn't ever won a race. Well, he, he's got a lot of talent here, and uh, you're sitting back there not even able to make it into the top 15. So, I mean, everyone has talents in certain areas, but I'm pretty sure if you put Garrett Smithley in top equipment, he could show what he can do because of the real how realistic this racing program is. But overall, uh, another great race. Had a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys did too. Um, had some laughs and enjoyed every bit of it. And the quality was good. The racing was good. It was down to the wire at the end. Cars couldn't really pull away. I love it. I really love it. And I hope they do something like this in the future when this quarantine is all said and done. But thank you guys so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Hopefully I feel better here in the coming days. And I hope you guys tune in next time in the next video. Take it easy, guys.